0: go baby it's time for the return of the empire podcast one hour of all things red and gold return of the empire here are your hosts sactown sports 49ers insider emil fragoso and nate littlefield
1: Yes, sir, that is us, Return of the Empire, back for another episode, recap in week four. Looking ahead to week five, it's Dallas Week, and of course, it is me, myself, truly, Emiliano Emil Fregoso, 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports. Alongside me, of course, is Nate Littlefield, producer, extraordinaire slash co-host, Kyle Ledbetter, on the ones and twos behind us. How's everyone doing today?
2: Man, I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me okay?
1: We got you, buddy. We Great. got you. Yes, Nate, sir. Nate is at home on health and safety protocols. We want to make sure he is all good, but he has graced us with his presence today. Nate, thanks for being here.
2: Well, basically, my whole thing is that uh, I'm sick again. I'm just sick. You can hear it in my voice. It's really awful. My thing is that I don't want to get meal sick because then meal goes and deals with the players all the time. And imagine, imagine if like McCaffrey can't play next week because he had a cold or just something, whatever this is. That I would, even if it wasn't my fault, I would think it's my fault. I would blame myself, and that it would be a disaster.
1: Well, Nate, I appreciate you for that, man. I'm, we're all wishing you the best to get healthy and get back in here. But we got to talk some Niners football. That's what this show is all about. Obviously, Return of the Empire, a podcast, but live during the season. And, of course, where we're going to start, but week four. Four Niners beat the Cardinals 35-16. to 16. At the end of the game, it feels like a rout, but – in the middle there, it got close. It got competitive. But in the end, the Niners took care of business at home, 4-0 in the season. Nate, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, it was a solid performance by the Niners. Divisional game, so it's always going to be tough. It's always going to be unique, a team that knows you pretty well, albeit they have a new coach, new quarterback, kind of. Kyler Murray's there. Uh Got a little chippy at the end, post-game with uh, James Conner and Ufunga, which was you know, it's probably how it should. this team's been chippy like that all year. There's been a lot of punches thrown and mm-hmm. th- thankfully not a ton of flags for stuff like that. I thought the Niners looked great. Uh The only thing that I can kind of knock them on is that the offense was barely on the field because they were generally scoring pretty quickly. So mo- most of the damage was being done. If you look at the spread between, um you know, uh pos- ball possession, it, it was almost 50, 50 down the middle. Mm-hmm. So that that is a, a weird problem to have that your offense is clicking too well that your defense is on the field too much because yeah. it, it kind of seemed like they were getting a little tired
1: the niners were getting tired you saying yes yeah
2: yeah i think there were some defensive mistakes that you, you know and, and and penalties not not like uh personal fouls or anything that mm-hmm. could could have been cleaned up you know you know what i mean
1: yeah, there were definitely some rough spots for sure. And just going off your, obviously, time possession. This is really rare for the Niners. They lost the time of possession battle. Arizona Cardinals had it 30, 30 minutes, uh, 46 seconds of possession. Niners had 29-14 of possession. So they lost it by, by more than about a minute and a half, which is unique because the Niners usually like to run the run the ball, hold the clock, control the game, control the tempo. And they still did that, but just in a much more efficient drive. You're looking right now, you know, you see drives of five plays, 25 yards. Uh, eight plays, 75 yards, you know, eight plays, sixty-two yards, no 10 plus drives. that really worked out to be a lot, but the Niners, they took care of business and really behind Christian McCaffrey.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's averaging like seven and a half yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So, and he, he's busting off for these huge runs and they, it's not like they were passing a but they passed the ball 21 times, which is mm-hmm. a number we'll come back to later, which is not a lot. That's, that's kind of low for an NFL game in this era. So it's not like they weren't running the ball. They were running the ball like crazy, but you know, it just McCaffrey was getting these huge breakaway plays that it didn't mm-hmm. matter, you know?
1: Yeah. We got to talk about obviously four touchdowns on the day for, for Christian McCaffrey, but those breakaway plays and you, you mentioned it too, even Brock Purdy, 20 for 21 throwing and again, 21 passes, not a lot of passes, even week three against the Rams. He had 35 pa- or sorry, week three against the Rams, He had 35 passing attempts. Um, and so that's what's unique about that. But maybe I guess it's because Christian McCaffrey was running the ball so effectively. That's why he didn't throw a lot. But I mean, I don't even know what to say with this Niners offense tonight because it feels like even without using George Kittle, even without using Debo Samuel, just using Brian Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey, they got the job done and handily. And that's what makes him so interesting as a unit.
2: Well, I think Debo is out there to be a decoy, to be another thing that the defense has to, constantly keep in the back of their mind and you know Debo's running around and before the ball was snapped there was a lot of motion with him uh yeah I don't what he had one carry I don't I he really yeah didn't get involved too much he
1: had he had three attempts for six yards out of the backfield and that's it no catches
2: yeah no catches um so it's great to to have him out there it's great to have Kittle out there too even though it was Iuke's game and man did Iuke I mean, Ayuk really just looked like a wide receiver one in, in that game against the Cardinals for sure. I was I was so impressed with every catch he had. He had Brock had that throw where Ayuk was in double coverage with the safety mm-hmm. in the corner. Yeah. And put it kind of like where it landed, it looked like only Ayuk could get it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the ball was in the air if the if the safety could have jumped around a little more, but man, he caught it like fingertips and then just Glued it in, pulled it in, and I w- I was so impressed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brandon Ayuk finishing six catches, 148 yards on six targets. We have some Brandon Ayuk sound actually uh, from the game of that play. Let's let's go to it, Kyle.
3: Purdy in the gun, McCaffrey comes in jet sweep motion across play action to Debo, rocket to throw back and throw a deep ball down the middle, caught by Brandon Ayuk again. Another big jump for Ayuk. Another big chunk for Ayuk. You heard that a
1: lot all day. I mean, BA had himself a day, 148 yards receiving. I, what what is it about Brandon Ayuk you think that makes him so special, Nate?
2: Well, I want to add too, that was his career high, which I didn't know till like 20 minutes ago, 148. Yes. So it was kind of a kind of a sneaky 148, I thought. You know, I know he had the three big catches, but that 148's a lot. No, 148 had, is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So six receptions on on 148 i am so impressed with him he like i said a couple minutes ago he's a true wide receiver one in my opinion i i think other teams will be wanting to come after him uh i i think he's an absolute luxury he he's like a quintessential wide receiver in in the nfl today he's just fast he's an elite route runner i was listening to um was brian baldinger talk about how important route running is and what makes a route what makes a route a good route and just the fact that he doesn't lose his speed when he's making a cut is is so important he he's making these moves and, and you know psyching someone out left and going right and not slowing down at all mm-hmm. uh it's just consistently good from him He's 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 got the dog He's, He's got, got that dog in him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I
1: agree. He has a dog in sure. him. And I, I watched him from Arizona state. So I kind of saw this potential there, but again, first year, obviously he was in the doghouse under Kyle Shanahan because of his run blocking uh, struggles. Then he worked through that in the second year. Now year three, he took off. Now this is year four. And it feels like just a coming out party for Brandon. Ayuk, who leads a team in receiving, despite missing a game and getting hurt in the second one, really early on. I mean, that just, it's crazy to think that whenever BA is out there, he is kind of the focal point of that offense and the passing game. It seems And B.A. even said it after the game, you know, Jerry Rice was talking to him with NBC Sports Bay Area talking about, you know, do you think you're a top 10 NFL receiver right now? And he goes, y'all know what I want to (laughs) say.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we yeah, they want that highlight. They want that clip. Absolutely. Uh, Because if he did say it, we would have. Put it on the show. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Look, yeah.
1: look. Ba is such a special player, and and there there really is a mental side of it that I think it clicked with Ba over the last two years. And I and I I'm, I asked Christian McCaffrey about it actually after the game because Christian had a great game. But I wanted to ask him about Ba because Ba was out week three and the Niners at times struggled offensively. But when he came back into it, their offense seemed to really open up. So I asked Christian, what up, is it about Ba that makes him so special? Why is he open up your offense? And he goes, man. What B.A. does with this team, like how much he loves to be out there, how much he loves to play football. And he shared with us that B.A. actually was visibly upset when he wasn't allowed to, to play week three against the Giants, so much so that he was actually almost in tears because he had to miss out on his first game since his rookie season. And he goes, that right there showed me how much he cares about this team, how much he cares about playing football. Even the so minor that it'd be a week off or whatever, you know, for his long term health. He didn't want to miss a, a single game because he wanted to be out there to help his team. I mean, that just that says so much about BA's character. I didn't realize
2: he hasn't missed a game since his uh, since his rookie year. That's that's impressive. Um, which is uh, makes me so happy to see him healthy. It's it's awesome. But I think we need to get into before we get into the well. I guess they're both record breakers. We'll get into the smaller record first. I'd say I don't want to you know, take away from either guy here, but let's get into Brock Purdy real quick. Yeah. 20 for 21 over 95% completion rating. Uh, just, just wild. Just, he did not his first in completion. I, I wrote it down when I saw it was at the ten fifty-two mark around there in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Incred- that's, that's insane. I kind of thought, <laughs> that he he knew of the streak as he was going because he he took a sack in the uh, in the second quarter of the game Mm -hmm. Uh, he took a sack when he was uh, what 13 and 13 which was actually right before his first incompletion it might have been the play before Uh, he took the sack and it looked like he could have thrown it away so I was thinking in my Mm head I might have said it out loud but like Oh, he's trying to keep that streak going. He he's got a record to break today, but I didn't know till afterwards that Brock usually kind of has an idea of what's going on stats wise. Yeah, as a player. He was asking the in the post game presser. He had no clue. He had no clue that no he clue. Only had one complete incompletion till the end of the game. So I, and I, I believe him. You know, he he's he, he sometimes is is a little silly about things or makes jokes yeah. or whatever. But I I believe him. I have no reason not to.
1: Yeah, and if you saw the behind-the-scenes the Niners showed of, you know, the, the Kyle breaking down the locker room after the game, Kyle's reading off the stats, and he reads off Brock's 20-for-21. 20 Everyone goes, damn! They're, like, all surprised. The whole team is shocked that he had – it was 20 for 20. Like, no one really knew. No one was keeping track, I guess, in, in their mind. But, Brock, you know, that one throwaway was on a third-and-20 to Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey even joked, oh, man, I got to watch the tape. I, I probably should have gotten that one, you know. Just really lighthearted stuff. And that's what's so interesting about, about this team is that, like, they strive to be perfect. Not many franchises can do can have that expectation of like we demand perfection and this team demands perfection. And they, it's almost impossible to do obviously, but Brock Purdy came damn near close.
2: Yes, he did. He looks he looks awesome. Shout out to our good friend Carmichael Dave in the chat too. Oh, you know. Shout, oh, is shout he in out the- to I yeah, that yeah, yeah, shout out to our, our really good best oh. friend, Michael Dave. Oh, but, dude, look uh, at Dave. Dave, yeah. good to see
1: you too, man. I'll, I'll be on Niners <laughs> Nine tomorrow on StreamYard. Uh, <laughs>
2: try not to forget. No, I won't forget tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we got to get into the big record then. Yes, we do. And that would be uh, – I couldn't think of anything funny. I was going to say something funny, but I couldn't think of anything. McCaffrey breaking the uh, yeah. the streak 13 games in a row. With a touchdown, beating Jerry Rice, uh, Jerry Rice record of 12 games in a row. And th- it happened quick. It happened really quick. It seemed like Shanahan wanted to get him the record like mm-hmm. right away. Uh, it happened at the 9-10 mark first quarter. So it was just, I mean, it was just instantly. And then he yeah. was off the whole, it seemed like he was just in a different league. Literally, mm-hmm. it seemed like he was playing
1: XFL guys or
2: something at that point. So but, like you saw it,
1: that there was that, there was that video of, of McCaffrey playing peewee football going around in the, the week prior. That's what it felt like actually out there on the fields that McCaffrey was playing against. a just a league lower. Like he was still in college or something at Stanford because he just made everything look so effortless and so easy, especially on that second, on that second touchdown pass. I mean, that was ridiculous he caught the, he it was, it was actually a run, but it obviously one of those weird swing passes that they throw from Brock. That's behind that's behind them. So it's a run technically, but kind of a pass. And McCaffrey just took that thing and just went into the house. And I had to shout out the blocking as well from Jake Brendel, Debo Samuel, and other guys because it was excellent the way they set that up. But just Christian McCaffrey in that hurdle. I mean, the dude was ridiculous. I was visibly giggling in the press box when that happened.
2: Yeah, he, uh, man, it's so good. He's so, for his size, he's just so fast and elusive. His second touchdown where he, he leaped over the defender. Ugh. It's like a gazelle. He's like, a, it's, it doesn't make any sense for, it, for the way he's built.
1: Do you see how his body stayed, you know, ver- vertical too? It didn't lean or anything. That's yeah. like, that's because of all the training he does as a sprinter. He doesn't train like a running back. He trains like he's an Olympic sprinter. If you watch these workout videos, he does. It's crazy. The ability to keep his balance and verticality is such a rare thing for someone. You know, he's a very muscular guy. Yes, he might be smaller in stature, like height wise, but he's like a very muscular guy. And so for him to be able to do that, I mean, just he's a special, one of a kind, generational talent.
2: Yeah, and I, I know we're going to break here in a minute or two, but before we do that, I would like to give the Cardinals props. I think they they're a well coached team. Jonathan Gannon, right? That's that's yep. their head coach. He, yeah. Uh, man, I had like no confidence in them. <laughs> I mean, in the season, and yeah, I think a lot of people didn't either. Uh, I am very impressed with the way they've been playing. I'm impressed with Josh Dobbs. I am I'm impressed with just their their grit and tenacity Mm -hmm. those are loaded words but it's it's hard to describe guys like that they could easily be like three and one or or two and two so they you know next time the Niners play them it might be a little more a little more interesting who knows
1: yeah, it, it really might be they play him later on in the season. Um, But Josh, Josh Dobbs, I, I had to really give a shout out to Josh Dobbs. I had not expected anything good to happen from him yesterday. And yes, he almost threw a pick to Fred Warner, the Fred Warner dropped. But Josh Dobbs finished the game 265 passing, two touchdowns, 28 to 41, 102 QBR. I mean, if there is a quarterback out there that's going to put up some number against this really stout Niners defense, that is a number you kind of want to have. It was a very good showing from Josh Dobbs in the offense and and I, I, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that they were able to hold on and be competitive. I mean, they, they made it a five-point game at one point and went for three and didn't get it. But that was just a really big deal right there, and the Cardinals are a tough out. Could easily be three and one right now, in my opinion. And and here we are, you know, moving on to week five, but definitely a test in week four.
2: Yeah, yeah. When they, when they went for two, uh, did you know they only had 10 men on the field, the Niners? They what? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, when the Cardinals went for two, when it was close, uh, the Niners only had ten players on defense.
1: You know, I didn't actually know that. I didn't realize, yeah. and the Niners still stopped it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Huff ended up pushing him out of bounds. Uh, Sanchez
2: was doing was on the call for Fox and mm-hmm. uh, pointed it out. And then I had to pause and count. And I just thought I thought that was even more impressive. But yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. It's absolutely impressive. We got to go to break here in a second. But When we come back, talking through four weeks, what are our thoughts on the Niners? Is the O line doing good? Who's the biggest challenge? What's the biggest game so far? Yo, know, Eagles, Niners. We got to talk about that. The two undefeated teams right now. But we'll be back after this. Return of the Empire, Sacktown Sports.
0: What's the latest with the San Francisco 49ers? Carmichael, Dave, and Jason Ross keep you up to date on all things. All right. red and we gold are live on nine YouTube. Nine
4: every
2: hey, uh, can you? Oh, you did. Okay, thanks,
4: guys. Now That's we're good. good Yay. Yeah, yeah I forgot. I have to take the commercial yeah, breaks thank out, you. too. I cannot nice hear indeed. Nate. Yeah, because Nate's off. Let's try that again. Uh, hey. There hey, he's hey. there.
1: Hi, Nate.
2: Hey, I'm on now. Hi, Harry. Hi YouTube party. chat.
1: You have any questions for us? Feel free to put them in the YouTube chat. Carmichael, I will be there tomorrow. I promise. I'm so sorry for missing this morning. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't look at the yeah. schedule close enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I um, didn't mean to. That was fun. It was funny because I actually looked at the live stream because I saw Frankie was on. I was like, oh, they're having Frankie on. That's cool. And then yeah. I realized, oh, no, I'm supposed to be on next.
2: <laughs> yeah. That-
1: been and, there. And uh yeah, I just Dave, I'm so sorry I forgot, man. Um <laughs> I will be on tomorrow night at nine, uh with Carmichael Dave, Jason. Ryan. It'll be over StreamYard though. Um, because it's it's hard to commute in from Loomis from eight a.m. to nine a.m. It's just it's a challenge. The traffic gets really backed up.
2: Yeah, the that old Carmichael traffic. That's yeah, understandable. understandable. Tin yeah. is
1: asking in the chat, Kyle, what are you rocking? What am I rocking? Yeah, I think
2: clothes wise. I probably, think clothes but...
4: wise. Oh, I got my uh, my Fernando Tatis Jr. jersey on right now. Ooh, muy caliente. Yeah, no, Ooh. no, my team's not in the playoffs, but we're very into playoff baseball today. So wore the yeah. wore the Tatis jersey. Also, Nate, I thought it was Don't funny that himself. you walked away feeling impressed with the Cardinals when they literally like didn't stop the 49ers one time. Like <laughs> defensively, yeah. they had like five touchdowns. Hey, I think offensively I was
2: more impressed. Yeah, and the Niners did punt. Yeah. I was I thought it was gonna be more of a beatdown. Oh, this jersey does not wanna
1: stay. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I called i called it i said like 31 to 17 and it was 35 to 16
4: i just realized the people can't see me so at some point i have to uh i have to show up on camera real quick not yeah, right now because so we have fit. 40 seconds left
2: I would oh, yeah. turn the we'll, other camera around you can do it when uh we talk about your uh trip to levi's
1: yeah we have that built in the segment oh you do, yeah, we do.
2: okay we have,
4: we have a little kyle yeah. kyle corner how spicy! You guys want to hear all the details from the from the first
1: trip to Levi? We should just have Kyle's corner as an actual segment.
4: <laughs> yeah, it kind of
1: is. You should have yeah. me
4: sit in that little corner over there. There's a little uh, there's a little chair <laughs> with, like there's... with
1: the Oakland A's sign where all dreams go to die.
4: Yeah, where with the old seats from what I'm guessing is the old Arco. Yes. Yeah, I should just literally sit in the corner as we do it. <laughs> Uh, All right. We got 15 seconds. Any parting thoughts for the YouTube people until the next break? YouTube
1: people, we love you. Thank you. Ask us some questions. Ask us some questions. We'll answer them. Anything.
4: Not
2: just football.
1: Anything. Anything. Life.
0: Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast.
1: With Emil Fragoso and Nate Littlefield. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. That's me, Emil Fergoso. Of course, Nate Littlefield joining us via StreamYard today. We appreciate his presence as always. And it was a historic showing for Christian McCaffrey, just like this duel that we're listening in the audio. And we have some audio actually from Christian McCaffrey on that. Wonderful touchdown that he had. Play it, Connor. And
3: Feliciano, the backup center. Second down goal, one yard line. 49ers looking to score first here. Purdy goes under center. McCaffrey, the lone back. Debo, tight left. They stacked Willie Sneed and Ayuk right. Coming in motion, Debo. Purdy with a handoff to McCaffrey. Walks in the end zone. Touchdown! San Francisco!
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Christian McCaffrey scoring. Not one, not two, not three, four. Quattro touchdowns for the 49ers uh, week four against the Cardinals. I mean, there's nothing else you can say about this guy. He is just a bad, bad man. And LeBron James even had a little tweet about oh, him yeah. saying he is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that's that's always nice in the game, seeing you know, the king tweet about your king, essentially.
1: Is, is Christian McCaffrey your king, Nate? Yeah, I think he's in
2: that spot right it's, now. It's he's, not Brock
1: Purdy? I'm. Is he your know. prince and, and McCaffrey's your king?
2: I'm loving everyone. I'm lo- I know it's not – I don't know. I'm still – I'm loving Fred Warner. I'm loving Ufunga. I'm loving Eric Armstead. I'm loving Hargrave. It's just I'm so happy with this team right now. I'm Absolutely. so happy with the 49ers. <laughs> this is – honestly, I think this team, if you go and kind of compare every – this is kind of its own thing Mm second but whatever we're going off for a sec if you compare every every kind of regime like like linebackers to linebackers Mm -hmm. from this team and the 2012 super bowl team i think this team wins in almost every single facet wow i think i think like linebacker like middle linebacker i think there's a very good argument for Mm -hmm. bowman and willis but then like like d line it's close it's like alden smith i think people forget he was Amazing. unreal unreal just, just like unstoppable yeah and his build like his arms were so long he was so great but i think those are really kind of the only close ones maybe the o-line which mm-hmm. kind of leads us into uh what we're talking about today mm-hmm. uh is how are you feeling emil about this 49ers o-line four weeks into the season
1: yeah I am feeling better about it um, than I did after week one or week two. I'm feeling better about it on the right side and on the left side. Obviously, Trent Williams and Aaron Banks hold down that left side and do it very, very well. Jake Brendel at center. People had a lot of questions about Jake Brendel, but I think very quickly he's proven how talented he is as a center. And then obviously on that right side, you've got guys like Spencer Burford, second-year player, and Colton McKivitz, who is a journeyman, now getting the start at right tackle. Colton's been the real question mark, you know, had some issues, and he was, I believe, the one to get up the sack against Brock Purdy. But I, I like what I've seen from Colton. I feel like he's steadily progressed over the games, and I, I hope that continues because I do think Colton is talented. I just don't know what his ceiling is if, if he's already kind of at it.
2: Yes, I'm in, I'm impressed with those guys. I think there was definitely – there's still – it was worry in the start of the season of that right side of the O-line, mm-hmm. and it, it slowed down to maybe like a, a not even slight concern. It's more of a, just be wary that, that problems can't, can't arise there. Yeah. Uh, I know Feliciano was out. He, uh, he suffered a concussion, I believe. Is that correct? That's yes, right? he
1: did. He's in the protocol.
2: Yeah. So he's obviously not a starter, but he, you know, he's someone who's, who gets some snaps on the line during special teams. Mm-hmm. I I'm impressed with the O line. They've really held up. There's been some, you know, like, like Thibodeau and, uh or yeah Thib- Thibodeau Thibodeau Thib- Thibodeau I'm there sorry. you go I like thing in NBA it's NBA not Tibbs NBA. man come on now. yeah <laughs> and uh TJ Watt they've they've had some tough battles they're gonna have Parsons this week it's gonna be really interesting to see how they where they put him on the line if yeah. if they keep him away from Trent Williams how, how that's gonna work I'm sure Juszczyk will be helping out with him a lot mm-hmm. uh
1: what, what do you think? What, what do you think of George Kittle and kind of not being a real focal point of the passing game but being a part of the run game more so and helping out Colt McKivitz? Is that a good idea right now, or do you want to see Kittle get more involved vertically?
2: As long as Kittle's happy, I'm happy. And I think he is. I think he was more used in the passing game previously because Jimmy Garoppolo needed him. He okay. was a safety valve. And also McCaffrey wasn't a thing either. McCaffrey's True. the safety valve now, which mm-hmm. or the first option, like. He's everything. He's literally everything. He is. Kittle, I think he we saw him as the safety valve in the Thursday game where he went off for for 90 yards. Yeah. He can catch the ball short and take it deep. It it really just comes down to if if Kittle's needed. Yeah. And I don't even I don't like where he's needed, not if. He's obviously needed. It's mm-hmm. where they're going to need him, if they're going to need him to help Brock get more time, if they're going to need him to help throw, throw a, a huge block during a screen for Debo, whatever that is, Kittle will do it, and I think he's happy, and if he's happy, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the same kind of feeling I am as, as well. As long as Kittle is happy, I know fantasy always don't want to hear this, you know, we're just happy that Kittle is just playing his role, but Kittle is such a vital part of the run game that, like, he kind of has to be, he's, in my opinion, the best run-blocking end in the NFL There really isn't anyone on his level at, that, at what he does, like for the Niners especially. But you got guys like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey who are more, more better maybe route runners. But Kittle in the run game, I think, was what separates him. What makes him so valuable for the Niners?
2: Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he needs to date a celebrity or something to oh, kind gosh. of bring in. That's going here already. No, we're, we're going here. To. No, we don't have to. I'm kind of I'm I don't really care about that whole situation to be we're, honest. But are you know, that Swifty. I just I'm just nothing. I'm I'm a fence sitter, classic fence sitter situation. You know, I don't really care. Hey,
1: just uh, go, hey, 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 I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but do you think so? Obviously, Dallas this week. Yes. Week five of the NFL season, Sunday mm-hmm. night football. It's gonna yep. be crazy in Levi Stadium, where the Niners beat the Cowboys last year. Yeah. And before that, the Niners beat the Cowboys in the playoffs in Jerry's house the house that Jerry built. Whatever. Jerry World. Are. Jerry World. Do you think this is the biggest game of the season for the Niners? Regular season, obviously.
1: That's a tough one. It's definitely one of the biggest games. I have to still kind of circle week 13 in Philadelphia as the biggest test for the Niners. I still think because they are undefeated right now, Philadelphia still take that top spot for me. And because the Niners are playing Dallas at home, it's a little bit different. It's not in Jerry world, but I I do think this is a huge test for the Niners and the biggest one yet because Dallas, after week three against the Cardinals, looked very, very shoddy after losing Trayvon Diggs. And now week four, respond by beating Dallas and beating the brakes off them. Or beating um, New England, I apologize, and beating the brakes off them. So it's kind of, where are they at? We don't really know. And that's kind of what the Niners are going to find out. Like, are they a mixture of the two results? Are they the the latter, the former? That's the Niners are going to find out this weekend. It's going to be a great game regardless. Well, what's
2: interesting about Dallas too, they only have eight offensive touchdowns. Wow. Dak has thrown four. Yeah, that's a that's a they have eight offensive touchdowns, but virtually their points per game is almost identical with the Niners. Both uh, they average 31 points per game. The Niners average 31.3. Mm-hmm. So but the Niners, on the other hand, have 14 offensive touchdowns. That's, you know, ca-
1: kind of a big gap. It's it's uh, it's six, I believe.
4: That is six. That's my math.
1: Yeah, that's look at math,
4: Emil man. Big Math guy.
1: <laughs> I tried there, yeah. yeah. ASU has a good math program. No, they don't. We look at business school though. I'll give them that, but yeah, still. All
0: right,
2: give them that. And they, you know, they gave us an elite wide receiver one. So I'm happy I,
1: Man, ASU. ba man, ASU man. If you guys got to watch B A ASU, it was different like gravy, dude. He was just <laughs> cooking. Him and Nikhil Harry were cooking fools oh, at ASU. Yeah. Nikhil that, was unbelievable the in college. Oh yeah. Uh, Well, I do think
2: this, yeah, I think this is the second biggest game. I think there's other games that are really important on the Niners schedule. i still think like the Cincinnati game is going to be big. I think Minnesota is going to be desperate and they're going to be dangerous. They're coming up. Eagles is going to be nuts. Baltimore on Christmas day.
1: That's, that's the one I have circled as well.
2: Yeah. That I think is number three for me. That's going to be, I cannot wait to see how the Niners deal with Lamar Jackson. When do, that do, happens,
1: do you have week six also circled for you against the Browns? Is that also a game to really like test? Do you think? Well, what's up with Deshaun Watson? Was it a concussion that kept him out? What kept him out? I believe it was Kyle. Do you know the full details on the Deshaun Watson thing? It's been kind of weird. I do not. Yeah. He wanted to play, but then couldn't and it, yeah. it, look if Deshaun can play. That's going to be a different team, obviously, because DTR, I think is very talented, but not at the NFL level. Just getting some more time. Yeah. But that defense is for real. I I very much think that defense is for real. They had a bad game, yes, but I think it's a very talented unit, and I think it's going to put a lot of issues to the Niners to to deal with, especially with Jeff Schwartz calling the plays back there.
2: Well, it's one of those situations I was talking about with the Niners in the last segment, when your defense is on the field the whole game, it's almost impossible for them to be elite because they just – it's not fair. It's They're so worn out. I hate to use the word it's not fair. but yeah. It's 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 brutal for them. It's it's not what you train for, what you practice for. So uh, it's it's not that game against Cleveland is not super high on my radar uh, for how you know how important they are. I'm just yeah. glad the Niners are starting to play teams that are a little better. Uh, to kind of strut their stuff a little more kind of yeah. we kind of see how this team works brock mm-hmm. still hasn't played from behind really he's played in close games but he hasn't had to bring the team out of like a 13 point hole or well, like even like a 20
1: point hole
3: well
1: what what do you, do you, I, everyone forgets that raider game last year where he the brock had to yeah. lead the team back from behind that's like, true that's true that's very true
4: Against Jarrett Stidham and the Raiders, yeah. Jarrett Stidham yeah. gave
1: the Niners fits. We can't yeah. argue that Jarrett Stidham didn't look like a QB one that day. I couldn't believe it. I was ba- ba- baffled sitting at yeah. home watching that game.
2: That was wild. I do, you know what? I do forget about that. Um, I more or less I was talking about this season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, man, it, it's tough. The Eagles, though, I got to mention them real quick. I still feel the same about them, even though yeah. they played that close to Washington. Made the same excuse uh, for the Niners divisional mm. game. Washington, yeah. Washington is a good team. Howell's a good and up and coming guy. I know he had a four interception game the previous yeah. week. Looks very, very bad. True. I do not even say mediocre, bad, but yes, yeah, so he did. It, it's uh their organization is a cluster, so you, you never know. You know, yeah, totally. But they're You're less to, of a
1: cluster now though yeah. than they were in years past. Totally. Obviously, with the and new I, owner.
2: Last year, the Eagles got their first loss. Uh, to Washington. So I think they were eight. No, they had their first loss. Wow. Eagles have, or Jalen Hurts actually has only lost one regular season game in the last 21 regular season
4: games yeah i think it was 11 and or 0 at the time I th- yeah. they were oh, i think 11? 11 it they was two. something like that it was either 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 like people okay. were saying could they go 17 and 0 i had Jalen yeah. hurts
1: my fantasy team and it was a lot of fun last year let me tell you it was a yeah. lot of fun last I know, year i
2: know they sat him in week 18 so that's and he fun. had the shoulder
4: injury got- so Minshew lost the other game correct
1: he had that i believe it was an, an ac joint sprain Similar to I believe Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is having right now with his shoulder issue Derek as well. Carr has that. Yeah, Derek right Carr now. has that. Deshaun Derek. Watson, that's what kept him out, I believe, last week as well was a was a shoulder injury. Um Kyle giving me the information. I appreciate him bending the back there. <laughs> um <laughs> but look, the other game I have circled and when we'll, we'll we'll talk about them as we go on to the season, but Tampa Bay. They play Tampa Bay as well. And, and, and while it wasn't circled earlier in the year, they're three and one start of the season. They're probably the best in the NFC South. And that's not saying much because that team that division's a swamp, but Baker Mayfield at least looks decent, and the offense is competent, and so is the defense. And that's something, at least. That's kind of competitive in a way.
2: Yeah, they kind of swapped roles with Cincinnati, if you're looking at the schedule before Mm -hmm. the year started, right? You think that Cincinnati Niners ones could be a Super Bowl preview, could be crazy, but, you know, I still think Cincinnati's a good team. I think Joe Burrow's hurt. Uh, Their defense is... Beat up whatever. I still think that's going to be a good game, of, uh, a closer game, maybe than most people would think,
1: especially but, for the bye week too.
2: But yeah, those two I think have swapped. I, I Tampa Bay. You, you know, it's just Baker's got a chip on his shoulder. He's playing well, and their defense is still solid. So I, I would be watching out for that one as well.
1: Absolutely, I completely agree with you. We got a couple minutes here before we go to break, but I got to ask you, Nate. We talking about the two undefeated teams in the NFL? Niners and Eagles, both undefeated right now. The only ones left, the Miami Dolphins, who we had up there with the Niners, they just lost and got beaten down pretty badly by Buffalo. It was close there for a second, but Buffalo came through. Where do you have the Niners? Do you have them right alongside the Eagles? Do you have them above the Eagles? Like, where do you rank the undefeated teams right now? Is it just the Niners on their own peg? What what are your thoughts?
2: I, you know, bias coming through here. I think the Niners are the best team in the NFL. I've thought that for the last two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I truly do. I There's arguments to be made, like everyone loses a game, but they're 4-0. They're playing better ball than the Eagles. They're more balanced than the Eagles. Their defense is, is probably, I mean, is better. Yeah, their defense is better. Um, the Niners' offense has been surprising, like shockingly good. And that's kind of not been the case really under the Shanahan era. Mm -hmm. It's been a more defensive focused team for sure. But now they're kind of relying on the offense to score and it's working. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I genuinely believe the 49ers is the best team in football right now.
1: I would agree with you as well. I do think the Eagles are very talented, but I think the Niners 100% are – I don't say leaps and bounds better, but definitely on a higher tier because they've just been yeah. so much more dominant in their wins. And even Philadelphia last week against the Commanders. Yes, it's a good team. It's confident. But they also got blown up by the Bills, thirty like 35 to nothing or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. So that's that's part of this is that any given Sunday, right? Well, the Niners are not an any given Sunday team. They can beat you up and down every single week, it seems. And that's kind of what separates the Niners from everyone else. But again, But again, we will get to more in a week five preview right after the break. Return of the Empire, Sacktown Sports, Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield. Don't go away. Stay tuned.
4: All right. We're still live on the YouTubes. Don't the go YouTube. away. Is that
2: a threat, Emil? Are you threatening them? I'm threatening them. Don't you sure. dare go away. We have to
4: talk about Micah Parsons. You know what?
1: Sometimes I'm trying to hit the out. I I, I get carried away with my outros.
4: Okay. Don't go anywhere. I don't swear. go anywhere. Or
1: I'll, or I'll come for you. I don't oh. know.
4: Oh. Um, wow.
2: so Kyle, you got that that Parsons ready to go?
4: Yeah, we're we're all ready to go. Okay. We got highlights, will, uh, we got sounds, everything.
2: I will call for that in the first couple minutes most likely. Wonderful.
1: Uh, uh the burger has a question. Uh do you oh, yeah. like chicken?
4: Yeah, chicken's fantastic. I'll actually opt for chicken just because uh, I am I try to avoid beef and red meat as much as I can. I but it, yeah. it's also very expensive. So, yeah, chicken, turkey, it's all good.
1: Yeah, I like turkey.
2: Turkey, uh, turkey. I'm off on turkey, dude. It's flavorless. But what, I know but you got kind of,
1: to do stuff you doing, like, turkey, like, meat? Like, because I can do a turkey meat, like, but, like, regular, like. Like,
2: ground turkey, is that what yeah, you're talking Yeah, ground about?
1: turkey, yeah, 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 yeah i'm not i'm not huge
2: on ground turkey like really i think I, you really gotta dress it up seasoning wise you know whatever like a turkey burger it's just well, not me, my favorite. well
1: let me ask you this we're getting into, the, into fall now and you got the pumpkin obviously and thanksgiving's around yeah. the corner my dad uh, knew that that's super cool that's all shout out <laughs> shout out papa let better or shout out papa a little
2: better don't shout out papa
1: let better out. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like don't shut up. Screw Papa Leadbetter. You that L's in your name. That's what got me confused. Little, Littlefield. John Screw Papa, Papa Leadbetter. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Papa Littlefield. But, Nate, I have to ask you, are you a ham on Thanksgiving guy or a turkey on Thanksgiving guy? Well, honestly,
2: I'm, I'm pretty blessed to get both a lot of the times. This yeah. year, I'm going to be fending for myself when it comes to Thanksgiving because uh, I think my dad's going to the game in Seattle. Ooh. Uh, with uh like my little cousin he's mm-hmm. taking it which is crazy but my dad is usually the thanksgiving guy goes crazy so okay uh, i'm gonna be missing out on that but i my my favorite thing is stuffing oh it's, yeah it, truly, oh. truly truly good that's, choice good choice it's so, that's, so that's it's so predictable
1: food. but it's such a great choice turkey it's,
2: yeah turkey off like cut from the turkey
1: okay you
2: gotta put gravy on it yeah, you got to eat it's, that thing it's dry, dry, dry itself. Yeah.
4: We got no, 20 seconds. I,
2: yeah.
1: I, I got to ask I gotta ask the YouTube chat as well. Does anybody like cranberry sauce? Yes. I don't like cranberry <laughs> sauce.
4: I'm, I'm good off cranberry sauce.
1: Okay. I, it is I excellent. can't stand it. <laughs> it is excellent. Okay.
4: Also, Brandon and I, you can to kill Harry went seven and five that year they were cooking. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast.
3: With Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Two running backs, two tight ends. Back inside the Toyota red zone, McCaffrey goes in motion right. Backwards pass, led by Juszczyk, a block there. Hurdles a the man, 10-5, touchdown! C-M-C! McCaffrey's already got three touchdowns. They put him into a pistol behind Purdy. Devo was right. Three or left. They give it to McCaffrey off the left side. One, two, three, four. Touchdown! <laughs> CMC! Yes, CMC.
1: One, two, three, four. Touchdowns, as you heard there from Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on the Niners radio broadcast. And of course, this is Return to the Empire. Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield, of course, Kyle Ledbetter on the ones and twos behind the glass. Nate with the finger, the finger guns, it looks like. He's he, are you threatening the, the audience now, Nate?
2: I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> it's a duel of fates right
4: now. It's a
1: duel yeah, of fates, absolutely. Of fates. And of course, we got a big duel, a big clash this weekend under the bright light of Sunday night football. Prime time for Niners Cowboys Week five at Levi Stadium. Sunday night football, NBC. Amazing, amazing contest. Nate. Is this the the biggest game for the Niners right now? Is is this a a statement game? Do they have to make a statement? Like, is it a bigger game for Dallas or for the San Francisco team?
2: That's a good question. If Who's it a bigger game for? That is something... I feel like the narrative is coming more from Dallas's side. Mm -hmm. So, but... Dallas also gets the most media attention seemingly. I don't have stats to back that up, but it feels like, well, they're America's team, right? But yeah, it doesn't matter. Dallas is always, always, always being talked about good or bad. So I, in in that sense, I think it might be more important for them. Yeah. I think either way it goes, it's going to be way blown out of proportion media wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think the Niners win. I don't really know what to expect from Dallas really offensively. I think if the Niners score, if I had to guess, I think that if the Niners score like 24, 28 points, I think they're going to win, you know, protect the ball because Dallas has been scoring on defense so Mm -hmm. much. They have four defensive touchdowns this year. I don't think the Niners so far this year they haven't made mistakes that teams like the giants have or the patriots have i don't i don't see pick sixes happening really
1: yeah
2: uh brock still hasn't turned they're thrown an interception he had a turnover uh tj watt got him for that strip sack i believe but i i think the niners take too much care does do do a very good job of taking care of the ball i think we're gonna see some more three and outs from them yeah than, than we have this year so far but Probably more of an important game for Dallas, especially since the Niners are already a game ahead of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just listen to some of the quotes coming out of Dallas camp right now, obviously Jerry Jones gave a lot of praise to the Niners and called them a super, Bowl, kind of the Super Bowl team to beat right now. Um, but other players like Dak Prescott, Jonathan Hankins, the defensive tackle for the Cowboys, they feel really, really strong about them right now. In fact, there's a quote going around from Jonathan Hankins saying, this week, we're, we we definitely are going to be more ready and attack these guys. I definitely think this is the year we get them. Get them, obviously, referring to the Niners. Sh- should they be confident, Nate, or should they be more cautious? I mean, why should they be confident? Their defense is,
2: I guess, statistically better. They lost their second-best player, mm-hmm. uh, who is actually... Corners are so important for beating this Niners team, because... Yes. Yeah, but what, whatever. Um they their offense looks pretty mediocre you know so far they don't they don't look elite on offense. Yeah. I'd say they look more more average. They I mean, you gotta be confident, right? but they've lost the last two matchups in the playoffs, one in Dallas, one in San Francisco, Santa Clara. excuse mm-hmm. me. Yes. people get upset about that. Uh, I mean I, I don't know. they have great players. they feel like they're due probably and if you know prop jerry jones even mentioned i think today on a on, a, on the fan that they they want to see him twice this year they want to see him twice this year and they jerry jones thinks the niners are should be the super bowl favorite and mm-hmm. they are um but then we got guys like uh I, I i'm not really feeling the 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 hatred i guess between yeah. you know like it was in the 90s with niners and and dallas um there's some, but not the same. There's some. It's definitely not the same. You got guys, you know, um, Micah Parsons, speaking of. Obviously, he's uh, probably the most talented player on their team, right? Yeah. Like, like. Oh, 100%. True, yeah. He he has his podcast weekly. He's been, for a few weeks now, saying nice things about the Niners. And I, I pulled a quote from him today, or some audio from him today, if if we could just play that real quick.
0: I already told y'all Brock Purdy is the real deal. I mean, Brock Purdy has dominated. He has not lost a regular season game yet. We have our hands full. Um, y'all know who they have. They have Christian McCaffrey, who just won an absurd last week. LeBron even shouted this man out. When you get a shout out from LeBron, LeBron's random tweets, you know. You are who I mean, look at what Christian McCaffrey did against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Four touchdowns. Bro, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's the best back in the NFL. He can do everything. He's in the pass. He's in the run. Uh, It's going to be an extreme matchup. The question is, will we have uh, Brock Purdy his first loss of the season? That's something we don't know. That's why we let the pass talk. We let football talk for us. And it goes things like that. This is going to be a very good game. And especially it's at the place where we lost that. I think it's going to be defensive game. As always, we got to come, come in there, find a way to make Purdy one dimensional and be dominant.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, Micah Parsons given a lot of praise to Brock Purdy and the 49ers and doesn't seem as confident as some of his other teammates, I guess, you know, they let the football speak for itself. But do you, Nate, feel like the, the Cowboys and Parsons especially are kind of putting the Niners on a pedestal to knock them down? Oh,
2: it's um, good, good point you raised there no pun intended um, <laughs> I yeah I mean they, they could be doing that they could very well be trying to be like oh yeah they're you know kind of in a, in a weird way being like oh they're better than us you know and then when they do it they get even more praise going their, their direction but I I truly believe that Micah Parsons is being genuine yeah specifically him I think he's maybe Jerry's doing that you know uh, by going on and saying, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. So when he said when, you know, if the Cowboys beat him in week five, they can go, oh, now we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I but specifically with Micah, I don't I don't think he's doing that. I think he is just being honest. I think he he's incredibly respectful, which is really it's cool to see. I guess it, it is a yeah. lot more fun when there's that animosity. And I, it's kind of surprising when you don't hear a player go, "Yeah, we're gonna beat them this week."
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, also, shout out Micah Parsons. He's just very intelligent person. Really knows how to break down the game and such. Really a very young star in this NFL that the NFL can definitely cl- clamor on. Do like as a casual fan, I very much enjoy watching Micah Parsons play football because he's so so talented. Obviously, he plays with Dallas Cowboys. Not a fan's not gonna like him, but as a person, as a player, he's like a very very nice person and a lot of respect for him. But in terms of Dallas and where they're at right now. They have a couple injuries, not too many, though. Micah Parsons is questionable going into this week. So is Tyron Smith, their left tackle, as well as Zach Martin, their star right tackle, or right guard, I should say. So a couple injuries, a couple banged-up spots. They are questionable, so they're probably going to end up suiting up after all. Does a fully healthy Dallas squad have enough ammo to beat the Niners, Nate?
2: I mean, fully healthy, are you counting Trayvon Diggs?
1: Diggs is out, sure. So that's not Diggs. The, yeah, do they I mean, currently constructed?
2: Yes, they they do. But uh will they? I don't think so. I really think the da- Dallas's issue is their offense. Mm-hmm. If their offense was clicking uh a lot harder and our defense or their defense was a little lighter, I would say uh our, the Niners weakness right now is is probably their defense if you have to pick between their offense and defense.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's nice that it's kind of balancing out those two going at each other being, you know, maybe not at the top of their game. Yeah. I, I don't think offensively they can keep up. So they're going to need to probably score on special teams or probably score on defense, which yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: Well, it did happen against the new England Patriots. They had, you know, two interception return, I believe and a fumble return as well. Um, and that might be the key to the game for them is really trying to just control it and get the, make those big plays count. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen against the Niners. Obviously, the Niners are very good at not letting that happen. But if, if, it, if there is a formula that Dallas can figure out, it's going to be, like Parsons said, a defensive battle, a grit and grind, make the most of your opportunities. And I do think that the Niners are going to look at the Cardinals game that Dallas lost to and be like, hey, what didn't work for Dallas here? Why were the Cardinals so successful? I think that's going to be kind of a, let say a blueprint, but just definitely a, a, a opening sight into what the Cowboys are this season. And I think that's going to play a factor for how the the Niners game plan going into week five.
2: Well, I think the blue blueprint for Dallas to beat the Niners is from the Rams game. And I've talked about this before the, the quick passes need to happen. They, they need to attack uh, the, the outside the numbers. Mm -hmm. I I think that's where the damage needs to be done. It needs to be those like eight yard routes, those eight to 12 yard, that, that area. I think that's Stafford getting the ball out so quick was incredibly deadly. Yeah. I don't know that Dak can do that. Uh, I think he he'll need some help. He'll need. I I don't think he's on that level. Stafford is, uh, you know, quarterback IQ and, yeah. and speed wise. Um, I think Dak needs to do some damage on the feet. Yeah, which uh, Josh Dobbs looked okay. Running on the Niners, you know, he he had a couple of good runs. Yeah, he did. But that that's what I thought the Giants were going to do. Honestly, I thought Daniel Jones was going to uh,
1: was was there was going to be more of a game plan. I, I think Jones try. got scared pretty early on from doing that. I think he was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going against straight Greenlaw, or Fred Warner. They're going to take my head off." I think that's what happened. Whereas Josh Dobbs, not scared of anything at all. I mean, he no. was fantastic.
2: No, he's not. So I think Dak needs to use his feet. This game, to beat the Niners, I think they need yeah. to, yeah, quick throws. Quick, quick. Uh, should open up other things. Will they do it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I, 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 don't I think know. we should give a score prediction, though, in, into this kind of wrap-up, this, this Niners-Cowboys talk. Um, It's just tough. It's always tough to predict the Niners-Cowboys game. It's in Levi's Sunday Night Football. Weird things can happen. I'm going to say the Niners score 24 points. And the Cowboys score 17. Okay. I'm going to go 28 24 Niners. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot, Kyle. I, I'll I, go
4: 23 20.
1: Ooh, okay. All okay. close,
4: though. All close. 23 29ers, Kyle? Yeah. 49ers win.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun Sunday night football. It's going to be a dogfight. Sure. I can feel it being a dogfight.
1: Like, I can feel it being a dogfight.
2: God, what if the Niners just blow them out?
1: Oh, dude.
2: Then it's like, then what do you do?
1: Can you imagine Stephen A. Smith on on Monday after the Niners blow them out on national television? Mm -hmm. Then That would be like must-see television for the Bay Area.
2: Yeah, it would be a lot worse for Dallas to get blown out than for the Niners to get blown out by Dallas. Well, I don't know. I would be pretty confused. It'd be be shocking. I would be be confused for sure if the Niners got beat up by Dallas pretty bad. But it might be a wake-up call, but... These are all hypothetical. We're living in a, in a fake and world. And
1: it's not what we think is going to happen with think the Niners are going to end up covering probably and end up winning this game. Um, but before we close out the show here, we got to send it over to Kyle's corner and we got to talk <laughs> about our, our, our favorite guy over there, Kyle, Ledbetter, our producer. He was actually at week four Niners Car- Cardinals. And I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him about this yet. So Kyle, take it away. What was your experience like at Levi stadium?
4: Oh, I just had a lovely time at Levi stadium. This is the first time I'd ever been to, oh, this is the first time I'd ever been to the stadium. So it was really great to uh, really great to be out there. Mm-hmm. I will say that we were up in the 400 section, but it was actually kind of cool. So we were by the I guess if you're looking at Niners logo straight on, we were in the right end zone. So oh, yeah. when when Michael Wilson caught that sliding touchdown, we were like, right. Ooh, parallel yeah, I know exactly
1: him. where you're at. Yeah. yeah. man, so, We obviously- didn't
2: mention Michael Wilson. He had a he looked very good.
1: Stanford alum. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, Michael Wills. Yeah, someone brought that up, that uh, Stanford alums had like six of the seven touchdowns <laughs> oh, because it was McCaffrey true. and Wilson.
1: Big day for the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, no, the game was fantastic. I actually, I didn't realize that the McCaffrey play would go viral, but as I was watching it when he's hurtling Keetrel Clark, yeah. I saw the replay on the big screen. I was like, ooh, like a visible, yeah. oh, wow, he just hurtled. I didn't realize it would go viral at the time, but that was great. Oh. Uh, took the train over there. It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, nice. I loved it.
1: You got there with plenty of time.
4: Yeah, no, we were roaming around the, the blue lot and the green lot for a while, just seeing what was up. They had uh, the, the red zone channel on the screens for a while. So I at least oh. got to see some football while I was there. Mm-hmm. I just looked, nice. and I was like, how are the dolphins giving up 31 in the first half? <laughs> yeah, but it was, was no, yeah. it was good. I had fun and uh, glad that I finally got to see a, a Cardinals game. B yeah. go to Levi stadium. Cause I've been here for, like four years now in yeah. Northern California, it yeah. had never been the Levi's.
1: What um, do you think of the stadium? Like overall, yeah, is it yeah. decent?
4: Yeah, um, I, I know it's a ten-year-old stadium now, so whatever the expectations are of that. But no, it was really cool. I like the the layout of Levi's. I, I we were looking into the part that had the um the press box and the executive seats and everything else and i was like wow this is kind of a fun layout it had a very like college football vibe to it
1: yeah
4: uh sure. just like the the towering mountain with the press box and the sweets and all that stuff uh, that's
1: but, where i was at in that press you, box Man, did you eat anything we had uh the the
4: um the they have like the tater tots with like the meat and the, oh, the sour cream top. and all Woo! that stuff whatever it was yeah yeah that was good. Ooh, okay, um, that's cool.
1: Sounds yummy right now. I, I,
4: I passed on garlic fries, but I've had those before at the Giants games. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I'm I'm glad you had a good time. Most people really hate on Levi's Stadium. I, they do. I mean, I keep saying it. I'm so biased. I like Levi's. I think it's cool. I think it's it
1: too much. Away. I don't like the parking situation. They need to figure out no. a way to. Expedite I don't, that one. I don't think I have a
4: very strong reference point for football stadiums because I think the only ones I've been to are San Diego's old stadium Falcon. that was falling apart. Yeah. Uh Tampa <laughs> and this one. So I, I don't have a very strong reference Wait, point. Tampa. Yeah. I've been to Tampa before.
1: You went to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game?
4: Yeah. It was it was the year after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. How yeah. did I, how oh, did I nice. not know this till the now? Pirate ship. You gotta see the pirate ship? I got to see the pirate ship, but it's a really old stadium, like really run down. Oh. Yeah. That's okay gross. interesting
1: yeah kyle well thank you for going i'm glad you made it i was worried you weren't I, didn't you do the morning show as well or uh the, the, nate, the nate took over for oh, me yeah. no okay, i've, I've have car trouble. i'm in, so I had to I'm take in
2: super train. debt to kyle so
4: i i took i jumped on that super debt okay I, yeah. I
1: i love when the team comes together to help each other out that's awesome
4: yeah can i have a ride home a meal
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you, my guy. You need when I got you. But anyway, anyways, that's his return of the empire. Enough jokes. We got a game to watch. Week five Sunday night football prime time under the bright lights of NBC. Niners Cowboys. We both. We all think the Niners are going to win, but will they? We'll find out next week on another episode of Return of the Empire for Nate Littlefield, Kyle Ledbetter, myself, a go so Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week same time, pick seven here on Sacktown Sports. Have a good night, y'all.
4: Peace. Yep, we're good. Cool. Uh, I forgot before I end the stream, I have to pay off the tease so that the people can see my jersey. I oh, forgot yeah. we teased that forty yeah. minutes
2: ago. On, on the camera, yeah, yeah. Out, shout out to uh Brennan and Braylon too.
1: Yeah, shout out to just both quick
2: them. Sh- Just quick shout out.
1: Oh, yeah. here he comes! Look at oh, that. in the big room. Look at that.
2: Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, Ask en about the Ask en about fuego. the pants. What kind of pants is? What you kind wear?
1: of pants are you wearing? regular pants right now we don't have colorful
4: pants i love it kyle's
1: amazing rudy thank you appreciate you peace man uh ten of course (laughs) thank you nate thank you for pulling in pulling through man you're a warrior Uh, dude
2: it's so hard yeah i really put it on the line
1: you're a warrior man you're really (laughs) suffering so thank you hope to see you soon man please drink fluids and, and get some rest
2: yeah have a good show tomorrow with uh mr dave and jason ross
1: dave dave might kill me i don't know we'll see yeah Dave, Dave, Maybe. Dave, that'd might, be quite the way to go. Dave, 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 might, Dave might end it for me. And yeah. This might be the last time I go on Carmichael, Dave.
0: We'll see. But anyways, <laughs> right. that's
1: it for us. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week.
0: See ya.